Look at your mobile phone right now. How often do you use it? I mean, we're in an age where nearly everything is done on your mobile phone. If you look around your home to other important things, what about smoke alarms? They're pretty life-saving. You kind of can't do without those. What about cutlery? It's often made of stainless steel. Uh, But is there a day that you don't use it? I mean, critical to all of these is one base metal that you've heard of before, nickel. And those batteries also take another important ingredient, lithium. So why are the prices of both plummeting? The problem is uh, considered so serious that Resources Minister Catherine King has convened a meeting with stakeholders late this week. Vivek Dar is the Director of Mining and Energy Commodities Research at the Commonwealth Bank. Vivek, how bad are things in the nickel and lithium markets and what's causing this? Sure. So look, the, the common element between both has been a slowdown in terms of the demand side. So the uptake of, say, electric vehicles has slowed, and that has built inventory that has built inventories through the supply chain. But I would say nickel is probably characterized slightly differently in that we have seen a massive structural supply push, low cost supply push from Indonesia. And that's probably why nickel is probably more affected right now in terms of the, the nickel miners in, in WA than, than the lithium miners so far. Of course, most of Australia's known reserves of nickel are found in Western Australia. How much of an impact of these uh, uh, price fluctuations uh, having on the industry there? So look, so far we've seen three different mines uh, announce that they're going to curtail production. So it's quite significant in terms of the impact that we've seen with low prices. So if you look at since the beginning of of 2023, we've seen nickel prices fall about 45 to 50%. So there has been a massive fall in pricing. And and that's really why we've seen Australian supply come under pressure. The Federal Resources Minister will meet with her WA counterpart and industry heavyweights on Thursday to discuss the challenges and, in the government's words, inform possible responses from government I mean, what could that look like? What could the government do here in terms of policy and finding a way forward? What what, what would work in your mind? So I think the main uh, point of contention that's that's coming through is that when you look at Indonesian supply, it is relatively a lower ESG standard than Australia. And particularly when we talk about the carbon intensity of the nickel they produce. So the argument that I think they're going to really consider is should Australia... Australian nickel have a green premium associated with it? And will buyers in, say, Europe and the US be willing to to pay that premium? And that's really going to be a challenge because right now we haven't seen a real market develop for a green premium. And at the end of the day, everyone is trying to bring the costs of this transition lower. And so the the appetite for something like that, I think it right now looks like a wish. It's hard to see how this will really um impact and and become policy that the rest of the world adopts as well. So that's what one proprietor of one nickel business said when they meant when they said that the London exchange is awash with dirty nickel. It's not so much a lower quality. It doesn't have the same environmental and social governance standards as perhaps Australia's uh, export has. Commodities export uh, ex- expert, rather, Vivek Da is uh, with me. We're talking about critical men- minerals and metals like nickel and lithium as the price seems to have fallen out uh, the bottom of both. So what does this mean for permanent closures of Australian mines? I mean, some of these mines were already scheduled to close. I, I note that some uh, have already been expedited in that, pr- uh, that process. What will, it, what will it mean? 
So look, I, I think for, for nickel, uh, some of those closures that we're seeing, it, it looks like it, it, it may be there for, for, for the foreseeable future. I think the, those price pressures and the low-cost Indonesian supply is really quite a challenge, even over the longer term. I think the situation with lithium is is a little different. I think you know we have seen an oversupply, but it is more cyclical than structural. And I think that over time, we will see prices rebound as demand picks up. And that's probably going to be towards the later end of this decade. And that's something that we think will keep Australian lithium producers in the market. And they have a sizable market share as opposed to what we see in, in nickel. So Australia accounts for about half of global lithium supply. So from, from that side, I think um, Australian lithium producers will be far more protected than what we're seeing in terms of the 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 nickel producers. You mentioned Indonesia's uh, nickel, and I read in the financial review that there's this agreement or memorandum of understanding uh, signed between Australia uh, and Indonesia on Thursday, committing the two countries to mutually beneficial cooperation. What does that mean? Is that sort of downstream processing here in Australia or something else? Yeah, look, it, it it, it does certainly mean that we see more cooperation in terms of building a whole EV supply chain and um, Australia and Indonesia working together. But look, it's one part of it is working together, but the other more obvious part is that they're competitors, particularly when it comes to the nickel space. And Indonesia, since 2014, has really embarked on a policy of pushing downstream processing. And so this is really the the... Um, the, the policy in action, and this is what it's developed into, is is Indonesia has become the biggest nickel producer, accounting for more than 50% of global nickel supply, with massive Chinese investment backing it up. So it's very challenging to see exactly on the nickel side where the cooperation will be. But definitely when it comes to further downstream, how can Australia and Indonesia work together? I think those are really the, the understanding points. But it's Right now, I'd say they're more competitors than than um, corporate than than cooperating together. Vivek Dar is the director of mining and energy commodities research at the Commonwealth Bank. Uh, great to talk to you this afternoon. Good afternoon to you. Thank you.